Deep in the bowels of Moore Hall Podcast Room, two mild-mannered CM Life newspaper editors harbor an unknown power. With this power comes great responsibility. Hearken now your ears to the raving geeks! Hello, Central Michigan University. This is Ben Solis. And I am Minnesota Brown. Minnesota Brown. Not to be confused with Black Dynamite. No. Black... And or Shaft. Those are well. Actually, I've never actually seen Shaft. That was the one that I need to get around to seeing because that kind of that predated Black Dynamite and that really set the whole uh, let's make fun of, or let, what is it? Let's do homages to the black exploitation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I mean, you got like what Foxy Brown. Yeah. You've got all these great ones, dude. Pam Greer, man. Which <laughs> Pam Greer is the ultimate. Yeah. Here we are. The Raving Geeks. Wow, you guys got a little intro this time that was not us doing a normal intro. Welcome back. I hope everybody had a nice spring break. Hope you're nice and tanned and... Uh, Real buff. Keeping that beach body up. I'm not really seeing a lot of people at the sack anymore. No. Now that it's over. No. So. Everybody's like, okay, good. We got it out. Breathing room. Back we, to the kitchen. We partied. But now it's all it's all good again. You all can eat fast food and feel semi-not awful about Coming it. off St. Patrick's, t- uh, St. Oh Patrick's my God. Day, too. So, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you had a good St. Patty's Day. Uh, we've been covering it all day. I, myself, have been out at the bars talking to drunks, and it was awesome. Uh, Malachi served as editor-in-chief today, yep. so that was kind of cool, but uh, things have gotten really wild out there. Definitely check out CM Life tomorrow, or today, because it's coming out today. Yep. It's Wednesday, technically, even though it's Tuesday for us right now. But, uh, Check it out. A lot of good St. Patrick's Day stories. Cop ride along. Maybe you'll see yourself in one of our photos or videos. Maybe you Never could. Know. Maybe you Never could. Know. The video's hilarious. Have you watched the video yet? I have yet? not seen the video yet. We just put. It's about four minutes of just Zara talking to drunk people <laughs> on the street. <laughs> it's great. She's such a spitfire, too. It's probably it's It was totally funny, great. too, because she's like, so what have you been doing today? She's like, well, I've just been drinking. She's like, all right, sweet. All man. right, cool. She was so on board for it. <laughs> Uh, a lot of good stuff tomorrow on Central Michigan Live, but here we are back as the Raving Geeks. Again, uh, we're going to talk about some news, as always. We don't have a really planned out segment this time. We're all kind of tired. Yeah, it's been a long day. We're just going to kind of get to some big stuff that's been kinda happening beat and, up, but and yeah, wrap it up. There is some big things going on uh, in the world of Batman in the comic books. Uh, I don't know how many of you guys know about this yet, but uh, Batgirl 41 has a varying issue. Uh, it is kind of a creepily drawn variant cover. It draws back to The Killing Joke, one of the finest comic books of all time. Probably, I mean, it's one of my favorites. Yeah. It's always um, on my list. I think we we haven't had a conversation on the show about this, about Killing Joke, but no, you and I really have talked in, per- in person. I used to miss, I don't know, I think I had a misguided dislike of it, and I think you kind of talked me back over to the to the good side of it. Sure. I mean, sure. definitely an iconic Batman work. Absolutely. And it's so very Alan Moore. Well, the reason why we're bringing this all up, guys, is because Batgirl 41 has a pretty ominous and creepy drawing of Joker, who has been reintroduced back into the comic books. He has his face again. Yep. He is no longer a faceless madman. <laughs> he is the real deal. Um, kind of standing there with the newly drawn, newly costumed Barbara Gordon. They changed her costume very recently. Um, kind of reimagining the, yeah, the meeting in The Killing Joke. There was a scene, probably one of the most iconic scenes in that book, where the Joker shows up to Jim Gordon's uh, 
or no, I guess it's Barbara Gordon's apartment. Well, they, they share the apartment. Do they? Yeah. Oh, they're living together they in They live together in that Okay. One. Yeah, I forget, like, what the order of him, like, bringing and showing. Anyway, Joker shows up, uh, and he's wearing, like, kind of a... a tourist. Like you know. a Jimmy Buffett-type, uh, yeah, like, yeah. Hawaiian shirt, you know, Got purple. His camera. With his, like, kind of classic, uh, what, what do you call that hat? It's, uh, it's not like a top hat. It's like a wide brim. It's kind of like a Western kind of... Yeah. Thing, he wears a bolo like a, all the Like time, a gangster so. kind of hat, sure, I think. sure. And uh, he's got a revolver, and basically he comes in and he shoots Barbara Gordon, like, in the hip or the spine, paralyzing shoots her. Shoots her straight through the stomach, through yep. the spine. And then he's got, like, a Polaroid camera, and he's, like, taking pictures of her. And in this cover, he's wearing that same getup. He's got a long, uh, barreled revolver. Yep, holding it over her shoulder. Yep. Not pointing it at her head, though, just holding it over her shoulder yeah. while simultaneously drawing his Joker She's got, like, the smile. Joker makeup smile on her, and yeah. she's, like... I don't know if she's, like, bound, but she's very obviously, like... Oh, she looks terrified. Yeah. See, okay, so the the big controversy behind that. Now, from a comic book geek, yeah. f- between me and Malachi, there's nothing weird about that. That's a, that's a, a basic homage back to one of the greatest and most well-written comic books of practically all time. But things are a little bit different than they were in the 1980s. We live in a time where people get very upset about issues of, and rightly so, I'm going to preface that by saying rightly so, issues of assault and sexual violence. Now, for people who don't know about this, they just heard our description, right, of this shooting. Well, there's a little bit more to that. The camera kind of comes into play. Yeah. The whole idea of this was that he shoots Barbara Gordon, he undresses her, takes all these pictures of her in undress, and then ritualistically shows them to James Gordon while he's bound and tied. In an attempt captured, to drive him insane. To attempt to drive him insane, as the Joker is. Psychological torture. Yeah, the whole idea is that one bad day can ruin your entire life. Yeah. And uh, at the time, that was terrifying, of course. I think that's part of the comic book's power, you know, that it is so scary. you got this, this character who would just do unimaginable things, and that's what makes it, you know, when he beats him down at the end, so good. Yeah. Some people even think he kills him at the end. But, uh, yeah, we just spoiled the whole book for you. Oh, come on. You should have read It's literally the you last should, panel. You should read this already. Why are we spoiling this for you? This yeah. has been out for like 30 years. He definitely did kill him, though. But, um, yeah, I. Uh, so, I, what's, what's the people backlash? Are upset. Here? So, the people thing is, is that, you know, a lot of younger readers don't know about that book. Right. A lot of women's, women's rights activists, they just simply don't know about that book. And even if they do, they think it was that bad, too. Uh, Gail Simone, right? Yeah. Uh, who writes, who wrote Batgirl for a long time? For a, Batwoman. Batwoman, uh, that's she, what it was, yeah. Batwoman is a lesbian character. Well, she was she was a blogger before that. Yeah. And she actually kind of coined the term, which is now used pretty widely around feminists and comic books, of women in refrigerators. Right. It, it, it glamorizes sexual violence. The trope of uh, women being victimized to, you know get a rise out of the male hero or, or what yeah. have you anyway being, sure. being pretty defenseless sure. it comes from uh, Hal Jordan I think it was right found his girlfriend stuffed in a refrigerator something around as that, some yeah. villain did that to him yeah yeah. so there's that trope as, as you said and um, people are really upset because I just don't think they get it but at the same time they're just like haven't we moved on from from this and um, you know the, the weird thing about this is is that the reason why it's being pulled is not because of necessarily the backlash I mean it is but the artist himself, Raphael um, Albuquerque, heard all this dissenting opinion, thought about it, and he himself asked DC to have it pulled. DC not wanting to make controversy and respecting the artist's opinion, which is which is admirable, you know. 
uh, decided that they're going to pull it. Now the whole fan community is up in arms because, like we said, here's this homage to a really great comic book, and they're just kind of destroying it because people aren't jiving with it. And I, I as you know, I'm a big proponent of of women's rights and a huge opponent of sexual violence. How could you not be? Right. I mean, I have some pretty extreme opinions on that. Like, you know, you get the death penalty for certain things. <laughs> Rapists should probably definitely get the death penalty too. You murder someone, man. You've ruined someone's life at that point. So I get it. I get the outrage. But at the same time, you're messing with canon, man. You're messing with an icon. And I just, you know, what's next? Are they going to, are they going to stop publishing reprints of the killing joke now? I, there's two kind of issues that I have with this. And the first is just from the most basic standpoint without looking at any of like the history or like connotations to him, uh, you know, having her be a victim and then declothing her and taking pictures sure, in the original yeah. story. Right. None of that history is involved with this part. Um, it's not uncommon for a female or male character to be completely helpless while the villain is like, you know, basically cheesing for the camera or like showing off or, you know, has them in a position where you're like, oh no, what's going to happen? And with some of the things that have been happening with Scott Snyder's run with the Joker, Death in the Family, I know you, you read that oh, yeah, entire thing. Oh yeah, it's brilliant. And basically it's in the, what he tries to do in that is break up the entire Bat family and show Batman how he's vulnerable and how these people around him that he's built to like you know, basically strengthened him and having like a regular family or holding him back, keeping him from being as like as strong as he could be. Yeah. You know, at the end of that book, um, it's a very intimate attack on Batman and his family. And now in the current run, uh, which is called Endgame, the Joker has returned after uh, taking a brief kind of hiatus. It's unclear at the end of uh, Death of the Family if he's the Joker's alive or dead. Yeah. He comes back. And he's doing basically the same thing again. Now he's, you know, released this kind of toxin on Gotham City that's turned everyone into, like, maniacs. And he's going full whole bar. He knows who Batman is. He's, like, attacking the Batcave. He savagely beats Alfred again. You know, he's he's taking these people down one by one. So for me, in the context of that story, there's nothing really outrageous about... I mean, to me, it just says, oh, no, the Joker has Barbara Gordon now. You know, that's the next... Sure. target that he's got i mean there could have very well been a cover two weeks ago with him and like dick grayson in the same exact kind of situation same pose you know that that very well could have been a panel one of those i don't really recall sure. specifically but well, why, well, in the narrative of the story it fits he beats the crap out of jason todd with a crowbar right you know i mean yeah it's not a woman that's understandable but it's savage that's yeah. and going off your point too i mean that make that's a great point you know it's in the context of what's going on there's nothing really that outrageous going on but look who you're talking about. You're talking about one of the single most savage, yeah. insane, maniacal comic book villains of all time. And it's not romanticizing the situation whatsoever. It's I'm ter- terrifying. I'm terrified by it. Yeah, Scott Snyder has really, truly tried to make the Joker a, a fearsome character. He's made him really, really creepy in brutal. Death of the Family. Very brutal. Yeah. I um, mean, the guy cuts his face off. And he's, I don't know. And in Endgame, he's basically like this force of nature. There's this idea that maybe the Joker is, is integral part of the history of Gotham City as like the Waynes have been throughout time. So sure. I don't want to spoil I know that you haven't really read I have not read it. I haven't had time. It, so, so I don't want to spoil too much yeah, for you for that. No time, no money. So that's the first component of it. The second part, addressing kind of the, the sexual assault yeah. that it's maybe paying homage to. I always thought in Killing Joke... I mean, they didn't romanticize the uh, the sexual 
assault in that book either. And you know what? I don't think I even really realized that that's what that was until we kind of laid out in terms that he took her clothes off and, you know, after kind of beating her down, took pictures of her, uh, you know, to intimidate her father. I mean, that is a pretty clearly sexual um, assault misconduct. I didn't get it at first either. I had to read that a couple of times to finally be like, oh. To really understand what the ramic, yeah. Is this what's really going on? What that actually means. Uh, It left a bad taste in my mouth, but not because I didn't enjoy the book. It was because, wow, Joker's a madman. And you don't, really, you don't really understand the full extent of it until you really get that point in that book. And it's deplorable in that it's not romanticized. Either it's it you know is being used to drive this man insane and yeah. kind of break down everything that Jim Gordon is too. So I think in that context, I mean, we can use comic books and just any kind of medium as like a lens to showcase negatives of behavior like this. Yeah. You know? And if it was one thing where, you know, Barbara Gordon's up there and she's like – partially like her boobs showing because her clothes are all torn and Joker's like, you know, horn dogging or something. That's, that's different. Yeah. That's glamorizing. I don't think it crossed that line at all. She, her new costume is very modern updated. It's, it's really modest too. It's really modest. Right. And you know, that's because the writers of Batgirl are also, um, I don't know if they're both female, but I know that they're very socially conscious about things well, like this. DC's going really, really on the social. I mean, they always have been. We've talked about this millions of times that they like they have social like just mores in the back of their head. They're like, okay, we can't do this anymore. Let's do this. Yeah. Let's push this envelope because this is good for society. And uh, it's it's along the same lines. I I can't. I'm not going to be one of those people that said that's outraged because. It got pulled and it needs to go back. I'm not going to argue that. I understand the author took this into consideration. You know, he has creative control and DC respected that. And I actually think it's a really good move for them. Yeah. But just... We don't even know what 41's even going to be about yet. No, yeah, we don't. And it's a variant cover. Right. It's not like this is the actual cover that's going to show up on newsstands. It's right. Yeah, you have to special order variant cutters. Yeah, you know? or buy it at the at the store yeah. for, God, a hundred bucks. I really think this is a symptom of be it positive or negative, a lot more kind of scrutiny on these choices about like diversity and uh, feminism in comics. You know, there's Squirrel Girl has her own book now, this character who's basically just a strong female role model in the Marvel Universe. It's just kind of like a goofy character or whatever. Sure. The new Miss Marvel being, you know, all the things that they're doing with these diversity heroes. Thor's a woman. Yeah. You know, all this stuff. Which is cool. I'm down with all that. Which is good, yeah. And, you know, there's just been a lot of backlash against covers in general recently with this whole uh, Milo Ventimiglia thing. You remember that? Uh, Where he drew Spider-Woman in, like, an anatomically ridiculous pose where her ass was showing and everything Mm. like this, and she was basically naked but painted red, you know? People were really upset about that, and it's, I don't know, it's just kind of a continuing conversation, but I feel like in this case it may have gone a little bit too far just because it's, I I don't know, misguided. I don't know. It's good good intentioned, well-intentioned. I think that just, I mean, be what it is, and I don't want to say this and have this be taken the wrong way, but people are are hypersensitive. I don't want to say oversensitive. Oversensitive is a negative connotation. Yeah, I was hesitant to use hypersensitive. Yeah, but hypersensitive is a different connotation. It's just hyper-aware. Yeah. I think that's a good thing. That's all the that's all the awareness that's going on, all the activism. Better that it started these conversations anyway. Sure. And mm-hmm. I think the fact that like DC is on board and it kind of came internally from DC too, saying, you know, that's right, maybe we should. But I don't know. I just don't know what this means for I, I'm afraid that they're going to start watering down the Joker. And how could you do that? You know, we've got Ledger's character kind of catapulted all of that, right? 
into much darker territory, going back to that 80s style. And I just, I don't know. It's spelling bad news for DC if they're going to lighten it up too much. Because that's what I love about DC. It's dark. It's terrifying. What's interesting about this, too, is that it's not um, outrage against a specific scene in one of these books. It's about a cover. And in most cases, covers aren't really representative of what's going to happen in the book. It's just kind of like the cliff. It's like a headline, you know, in newspaper writing. Sure. You just kind of throw something out there that's representative of, like, the theme of what's going on in this. So, I I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think they're going to reenact the scene that was in The Killing Joke. No. No. Which which would be an instance of sexual assault. I, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But honestly, I don't have a very very positive outlook on what's going to happen if we keep doing stuff like this over a variant cover. But on to lighter news, uh, have you seen Jared Leto as the Joker? Yeah, he's uh, he's got his hair cut. It's weird. Yeah. He's blonde, getting ready for that dye. They said that he's going to be really, really based off of The Dark Knight Returns. Oh, really? That he's buffing up, dude. He's gaining some weight. Joker had a really good triangle figure. Oh, dude, yeah. He, he was he was ripped, man. Yeah, when he went on the uh, Dave Endocrine Dave show. Dave show. Yeah. It's so funny when they do the animated one. Uh, it's Conan O'Brien is the voice. Does the voice, really? Oh, yeah. I couldn't. I didn't watch the animated version. Oh, it's good. Wa- I didn't like it at all. Oh, wow. I didn't like the art style. Yeah. Yeah. I think they should have made it more look more like the watercolors and. It was better book. than year one. Year one sucked. Year one did suck. Year that's one that's, I, that's probably about 50% of why I didn't watch Dark Knight yeah. Returns. It was it was better. Yeah. I can tell you it was better. But, uh, yeah, so they've revealed what he's kind of going to look like. He's going to have bleach skin like, you know, the Dark Knight Returns version, which is kind of cool. But, uh, I mean, I've had my reservations about this as the gecko. I really like Jared Leto a lot, man. But, like, come on. 30 Seconds to Mars guy. <laughs> Requiem for a Dream. Yeah. Like, great role in uh, Dallas Buyers Club. But, I don't know, acting ability for sure. But it's interesting, too, because of how he's going to interact with Margot Robbie. And Margot Robbie's really hot. And just, she's going to be a perfect Harley. I mean, that voice, she's got it down. Yeah. Edit down in Wolf of Wall Street. Lito said he's he's a pretty uh, vicious character in this movie, too. Apparently there's a yeah. scene, there's like a police riot or a prison riot where he murders like a bunch of people and he goes on like kind of a rampage. Cool. That's exactly what I want out of yeah. all this stuff. I'm having a really hard time getting excited about Suicide Squad and just another Joker in particular. Yeah. I just don't care, man. I really, I don't know. I'm having a really hard time caring. What else are you going to do at this point? Suicide Squad's a really cool concept, and it's been executed really well in the comics, and there's a really good Justice League Unlimited episode called Task Force X. Yeah. Yeah, where they have all those guys, and it's basically Suicide Squad, but you can't call it that for Saturday morning TV. Sure. I think that's probably the best version that we would ever get. I just don't, I don't care. I just don't understand why Joker needs to be involved at all. Because he's a big name. Yeah, but he's not even part of that screw. And, and because when you have Harley Quinn, you have to justify, you have to like explain her backstory, and she hasn't been done in film before. I guess I feel like that's part of it too. You could show like a flashback of showing half a guy's face as Justice Joker. And I don't like Easily. I don't like hard edged Harley Quinn either. No, me neither. The animated series version is like my all time favorite. I mean, Bruce Timm basically created that character, but like, my God, that she was lighthearted. She was funny. Now she's like really sexualized and really violent. Yeah, and like equally as crazy as the Joker. Yeah. Where I, I like her is just kind of like a naive person who's like in love with the Joker because she has no self worth. Yeah, know? sure. Not not someone equally as insane. Although maybe like he drives her toward that a little bit more. But like, I yeah, don't know. I mean it's over the years and stuff like that. But I I sure. don't know. It's strange. But we'll see. I'm still not over the Will Smith thing. 
Yeah. Why did he drop out? Will Smith's still in it. He's not dropped oh, out. Oh, he's at still all. in it. Who Top dropped out? Hardy dropped Hardy out. Hardy dropped out. Right. He, he had a com- he, he's making some gangster movie and okay. didn't want to mess with it. But uh, yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Interesting thing that that's been all said and done now. Uh, Marvel's not going to be at Comic Con at all, leaving the slate completely wide open. Which is pretty big because usually DC. Marvel goes in there and just oh, like, runs the show. Oh, yeah. They make everybody else look like crap. The only thing that DC had was. Some bullshit trailer for Batman vs. Superman. Yeah, some like 10 second, not even like three second like teaser. Computer animated crap. Yeah, it wasn't even any footage from the actual movie. Yeah, they didn't even, they didn't even release it either, too. But yeah, so uh, I don't know. It'd be kind of cool. You remember when uh, remember Loki showed up, right? Yeah. yeah. Tom Middleton Justice. That Loki. was the other thing. They always did like promotions like that. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones. Oh, man. So didn't somebody show up in like a mask of themselves and then took off that mask? Oh, no, that was. Uh, that was Walter White. That was Walter White. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, he showed up with a little Heisenberg mask. Yeah, but and I then mean, he took it off. It was actually him. The the cool thing about like the Avengers ensemble and all these actors is like they're all part of like this Marvel family now. So every time they do an event, they're like obviously friends, and they all come in like costumes sure, yeah. or something. I don't know. They just have, they like make it a, a big deal for like everyone who actually takes the time to go out to these things. Yeah, and plus the beauty of that casting too is that their personalities are really so very matched. To their actual characters, you know? It's very easy for them to just follow those characters. So the rumor that I had heard for why uh, Marvel's not coming to this is because there's, like, a Disney con coming up, and I'm assuming that they're trying to make that, like, their thing from now on. Yeah, that is exactly what's happening. Uh, Disney is trying to launch their own con, and uh, they really want to specialize that Marvel one on just, like, one day. One day of, like, big Marvel. And, you know, the fan base is there. The fan base will totally ditch... San Diego Comic Con, just to show up for fat Marvel reveals, totally, and that's and probably Star Wars stuff with that oh, too. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. look how many properties they own now, and they've got big stuff. I mean, they got that Dumbo thing coming out. Ugh. Tim Burton, Tim Burton doing Dumbo. Are you? Guys I just don't kidding understand. Me? Is Dumbo a profitable, like no, marketable dude, Dumbo, franchise? Dumbo in the came face? out in nineteen thirty, like one dude, thirty thirty nine. It was in the thirties. Yeah. Holy crap! What Who is cares? He... Who cares anymore at this point? What is Dumbo even about? I don't even know. An elephant with big ears who gets stolen from the circus has to go free his mom. And there's like some racist crows in it, right? There's tons of racist crows. Yeah. Blackface crows, man. Jim crows. Jim crows. How are you going to do that, Tim Burton? How are you going to do oh, that he'll and not do piss it. people off? He'll do it. He'll have them all be freaking Johnny Depp in blackface or something Great. like that. Fantastic. Another reason to hate that guy. But yeah, I mean, live action Dumbo, man. Live action Dumbo with computer animated Dumbo. I don't even want to talk about it. Ugh. So that being said, it's gonna be pretty obvious that WB is gonna go way full out with their DC stuff, hardcore at San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. Which is great. I mean, it leaves it wide open. They've got a huge slate that they want to promote. I bring up that Loki thing because a lot of us really think that the reason why Leto has made this transformation so fast. Ah, uh, because he's getting ready to show up in character. Well, they're gonna start shooting in April. I'm sure that he's not going to have as many scenes as maybe Will Smith or the rest of those guys. I mean, that's the main character. That's the reason why Will Smith dropped out of, of Django, because he had some gripe that it, he wasn't the main character. He wasn't the lead. What do you, what? Yeah, of he, thought, he, was. he thought Christoph Waltz was the lead, so it was too much attention on him, so he decided he was going to drop out. What a dick. I, I don't care. Jamie Foxx would have done a better, did a better job. Oh, he was, did Will a fantastic Smith job. Done. But that just shows where his, where his head's Ego. at, you know? Yeah. So if that's the case, he's obviously the main character in Suicide Squad. He's dead shot. Yeah. But uh, we really think that him and Margot Robbie are going to show up as Harley and Joker. 
kind of like the uh, the Hiddleston thing. Yeah. That'd be cool. Sure. That'd be nice to see. It's kind of funny to see these guys go at, like, big PR battles. Oh, yeah. Because that's what this is. Oh, you yeah. Know? Well, you heard, like... you heard about the Aquaman thing, right? No. Oh, my God. So uh, a fan walked up to Jason Momoa with an Aquaman poster with a printout of just, like, him as Aquaman, you know? The Night to Seven poster. Mm-hmm. Walked up and he said, oh, Jason, can you sign this for me? I'm a huge fan. I love Aquaman. So, oh, yeah, sure, man. Signs it. He says, hey, by the way, can you can you put something on there, a, a reason why DC fans are, are better than Marvel fans? So he does it, and excuse my language, he wrote, fuck Marvel. Yeah. These guys are at war now, man. Yes, they are. People are pissed, though. People are really upset. About them not being at Comic-Con? No, about him writing that. Oh, yeah. Which is really strange, right? It's kind of immature, but whatever. It is, but you've got, what was it, a couple, a couple of years ago? Basically, Samuel Jackson said, yo, Marvel's got heroes. DC's just got a lot of interesting villains. That's a slight. That's a jab. Yeah, he didn't use that. such crass language, but at the same time. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's like a legitimate comment, though. Sure, but at the same time, it's nitpicking, you know? Sure, yeah. I don't know. This thing has gotten a little out of hand. I, I, I don't like the fact that they're trying to do their own thing with this. I feel like they should both be in like the same space. Yeah, who cares, man? It's all comic books in the end. I know it's property wars, but it doesn't need to be like that. I just I think it kind of hurts us as fans. It really does, you know. But honestly, it's precipitated by Disney. I think the Disney thing really just kind of started this whole thing. Yeah, I agree. You know, I mean, look what they're doing. I mean, we talked about this before. Look what they're doing to the comic book properties. They're trying to kill those properties. Just so they can get those movie rights back. Which is like the most super villainy. Of course, they're self destructing themselves, man. It's just ridiculous. But yeah, yeah, this thing has gotten to a head. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens at Comic Con. I want to go. You think that CM Life will pay for us to go to Comic Con? Hell no. Hell no. (laughs) They wouldn't even pay for us to go to the Grand Rapids Comic Con. No. And that's only like, you know, an hour and a half, two hours away. Who do we got to take hostage in order to do this? I, I just think we should. Have kind of some kind of hostage situation on the entire fourth floor. Sure, sure. But we can't talk about this no, incriminate no, no, no. ourselves. No, we're done. Cops are at the door. Oh my god! So, uh, oh. so now that we're talking about Disney and Al, uh, you got a little Star Wars rumor that you were I excited do. about. I do. Well, I got I got two, which is kind of interesting. Um, the first one is not so spoilerishy. Maybe it is. Spoiler alert! We're gonna do it. Han Solo is supposed to be killed in this movie. Which is kind of strange. Why bring these guys back if you're just going to kill them? I mean, it's for one role, one movie. That makes kind of sense. I think... Really? You're going to kill Solo, man? I think, first of all, Han Solo already had wanted his character to die at the end of Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. He was already done. He hates this franchise. He really does. He's not wanted to be a part of it for a while. Harrison Ford's off to go make more important movies like the next Indiana Jones. And... Oh, Yeah, we won't talk about that. God. God damn you, Pratt. That's awful. That's yeah. such a terrible idea. Just yeah. do something else for nope. Christ's sake. Nope, nope, Make nope. a different adventure movie. This is what I say every time that they make a reboot. Just make a movie that's that same genre but not that property for Christ's sake. You know what would be a better property than Indiana Jones? What, Tintin or something? No, or? Minnesota Brown. Minnesota Brown, that's <laughs> Minnesota right. Minnesota Brown. Minnesota Brown and the Hose of Destiny. <laughs> the Hose of Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> I can what see you, it now. What do you Trailer, mean? exterior shot, driving like a what's a good like old school. You got it like a buy like a, a warp drive, addle, deuce and a quarter, man. Yeah, you know with switches, get some low ride, man. I mean that's how you blast off in hyperdrive. True that. You do the bump, you know. Turn that funk up to eleven. Eight tracks, dude. Eight tracks all day long. Nice. Fantastic. So yeah, they. So I think it's partially uh, that. Yeah, I think yeah. it's partially he's just looking for kind of an easy out. Harrison Ford, the actor, sure. he's already been injured once 
it, well, while shooting he, twice yeah, now because he's been in a crash, right? The plane crash, yeah. yeah. He he, uh, he flies planes, admirable, cool. He's real solid, solo in real he, life. He uh, he saved people during Katrina, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's all this stuff. He's kind of a, kind of a wild man, but yeah, yeah, he crashed on this this golf course. He's fine, but he got banged up pretty bad. I mean, he's pretty old too. So I mean, like. When yeah. you get banged up when you're old. You take a fall, you're taking a fall. Yeah, man. My Life hip. alert. Yeah, dude, straight up. <laughs> I've fallen and I can't get up. I've seen that commercial for like 10 years unaltered. They're just going to keep uh, running. Yeah, totally. I see I just see 90s commercials all the time. Yeah, it's pretty funny. So great. It's like we don't have money to redo this. I was watching uh, – I got some – I got the Seinfeld finale on tape. Oh, like really? set tape. Like my oh, parents wow. taped it when it came on. When they bring all the old characters back to testify against them? Yeah, it was oh, great. Oh, brilliant. And uh, they taped it like with the commercials and everything too. So it's like it, as you'd be watching oh, it in like 99 awesome. or whatever. 90 – it wasn't that late. It was like 97, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was, it was getting up there. Yeah. All anyway, those reruns, man. Perfect. Those are great. But yeah, so I don't know. But my, my big gripe with this is it's not just killing Solo. It's like why wouldn't you kill Luke? Yeah, so you were saying from, like, the narrative standpoint, they're trying to kind of echo, like, the mentor dying in Yeah, and that's, the, that's the thing is that, you know, you have this new new Jedi, their mentor dies, and then they move on. Well, the big thing is is that the main character, Rey, if you've read the, the canon books, the extended universe, Rey is the daughter of Han Solo and Princess Leia, right? So it was originally a son, though, wasn't it? I don't know. I'm not sure. Strange. But uh, that would make sense because if she's the main character and she acquires Jedi skills because of Leia's blood and then they kill Solo, yeah. I mean, there's like a reason. There's like it's a gripe, right? And the whole thing, so Luke is going on an adventure with Ben Kenobi to rescue Leia. In this movie, assuming the rumors that we heard previously that we talked about they're are looking true, for they're Luke. looking for Luke. Yeah. They're going to find Luke and then the mentor will die in some. I get it narratively. It's. I don't think it's a terrible idea. No, it's, it's not. But it's. Just, it's going to get a lot of heartstrings pulled when people see old man Solo go down. He'll probably have some equally badass yeah. death scene. I just don't. Maybe it doesn't make sense though because if Luke lives and he stays around, well, he's going to train them, right? But like, Ben Kenobi came back as a, as a Jedi spirit to train Luke. Yeah. Along with Yoda, of course. But like, that doesn't make any sense. If you're going to follow the same thread line. It's got to be a Jedi Master who dies, who comes back and is able to help them. Which begs the question, are they really just making the movie over again? Are they remaking A New Hope under the guise of this new story? I think they're going to play with some conventions from that. I yeah. just don't want to see that, man. You know, I think it, I'm on the other side. I think it's a cool idea. Yeah, I don't know. I would rather have a Han Solo. I would rather have Harrison Ford. Let me clarify. You've been go calling out. him Solo this whole time. Go, go that man out. is Han Solo to you. He really is. To yeah. go out in, in the first of these new movies and just have it final, resolute, tied up nice and tight, right? Yeah. Then just to have him kind of slogging his old bones around for like the next 10 years as these movies are coming out and being in every one and not really yeah. enjoying his role and just getting older and more hurt, crashing more helicopters or whatever. Yeah. God, wouldn't it be awesome, though, if they kill all of them? They kill Luke, they kill Han, and they kill Leia. Oh, because I don't want Luke to die. I kind of do because he can come back as a spirit Jedi, man. He's he not probably die, will. He know? probably will. But I just, I always like the idea that, like, after just after destroying the Empire, Luke just became the most powerful Jedi who ever lived. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people like just forget that. Like, I think people downplay Luke. Like by the end of the movie or by the end of the original trilogy, I don't think Luke is like the main hero anymore mm, in a no. lot of people's minds. I mean, a lot of people think Solo kind of takes that right that lead, which is kind of strange. Which I'm on the other side. Luke was always. 
my favorite character. Oh, yeah. And I would have... He's the whole linchpin of the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean, and I, I think in this, he's supposed to be, like, the most powerful Jedi in the universe at this yeah. point. So, I don't know. I yeah. think that's cool. Okay, so that being said, we know a, bit, a, little, a little bit about that. But apparently the first, the opening scene details have leaked. So, spoiler alert again. Sorry if I'm ruining this for you, Malachi. I don't just go for it. Man. All right, so anyway, uh, the opening scene is supposed to be what we saw mostly in the trailer. You've got Rey flying around on speeders. Uh, Finn, who is the black stormtrooper. Okay. He uh, gets injured and gets abandoned by his stormtrooper squad, right? So he's kind of uh, questioning his loyalty at this point. They meet. They both happen upon a severed hand, which is supposedly holding a lightsaber. Supposedly supposed to be Luke's hand. His robotic hand, right? No, no, his hand that got cut off in Cloud City. Which doesn't really make sense of why it would show up in makes Tatooine. no sense. Or some backwater plant, planet where Rey resides. Luke was able to land on the Millennium Falcon by aptly maneuvering himself through tunnels that led to the outside. His hand just, like, hit the ground or, like, fell out Well, into... supposedly they find it because she's, like, a treasure hunter. That's her thing. She Second goes... of all, a hand is... It's going to decay, man. Yeah. It's going to decay at some point. Yeah, okay, so anyway. uh yeah, so there's We had that. talked about that rumor before too. I don't I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. So anyway, so that's that's what they're going to probably do and then they decide that they're going to take this thing and they find Solo, which is his is her dad, you know, and they fly out of Tatooine. I just refuse to either get too excited or too lethargic about this movie in general. I'm just trying not to think about it, just going with an open mind. I don't want to get my heart crushed. No, me neither. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Does that even make sense to you? Like, is that even plausible? I don't I'm not. I don't want to count. I don't know. It's like people saw the trailer and just started piecing things together in the trailer. That's basically everything that we saw in the trailer. I think it's a lot of people piecing things together based on what they've kind of heard. And maybe so it's ridiculous. maybe a lot of it's disinformation. You know, maybe people are lot, maybe people are leaking plot points. Whatever. Disenfranchised. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's so disenfranchised. I, I you know, my, part of it might just be like them leaking things that aren't true to kind of get people in the wrong direction. Yeah, could be. Who knows? But uh, wow, what a crazy, uh, crazy set of affairs in the geek world. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on. God, I'm, I'm tired, man. Yeah, it's let's uh, let's put this puppy to sleep. Let's take it this puppy Raven out Geeks, thank you very much for joining us as always. Uh, you can always reach out to us at uh, news at cm-life.com. Uh, check us out on Facebook, on CM Life Facebook. We have posters, cool things. We'll post our stuff. But uh, Check out our MySpace and Foursquare. Oh, yeah. And be sure to give us a good review on Yelp. Yeah, we have a LinkedIn. Uh, we're also on Tinder. <laughs> oh, yeah. Both of us. Both of us in there. You can swipe uh, up for me and down for Malachi. And uh, what's uh, ChristianMingle.com yeah. as well? Or Devout yeah. in comic books. And FarmersOnly.com too. Is that, is that a thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, wow. They had a good little jingle too. Maybe anyway. Just, yeah. Yeah. Bye, guys. Same uh, – so you can always check us out. Same bat time, same bat channel. <laughs>